Israel continued to launch attacks against the Hamas terror group in retaliation for hundreds of rockets Hamas fired upon Israel and its capital, Jerusalem. According to the IDF, Israel has now killed a top Hamas commander in a strike against the terror group. Is this the Psalm 83 war? Could it be the Battle of Armageddon? How about the prophesied sixth trumpet war? Stick around. We're going to discuss the two things we're not supposed to politics, and religion. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. It's a very rainy day in the Dallas area. It's a very scary night in Israel right now. We've got a lot of information about what's happening. Israel is under attack. Uh, They have confirmed that they've killed a top Hamas commander. And we are going to tell you about that today and the prophetic implications of what this could be. We are going to take your calls at one eight seven seven end time That's one 363 Doug and I want to talk to you if you have questions about what's happening in Israel. Uh, is this the Psalm 83 war? Is this the Battle of Armageddon? Is it the Sixth Trumpet War? Is it fill in the blank? We want to chat with you and get to the bottom of what this means prophetically. First, the Daily Wire reports that Israel kills a top Hamas commander. Earlier this morning, the Israel Defense Force tweeted, We just killed the commander of the Hamas anti-tank missile unit. He was in charge of carrying out anti-tank missile attacks on Israel. Our aircraft are currently striking additional terror targets in Gaza. Daily Wire goes on to say, Israel continued to launch attacks against the Hamas terror group in retaliation for hundreds of rockets Hamas fired upon Israel and its capital, Jerusalem. Israel began its strikes late Monday and has continued to hit Palestinian terrorist targets throughout the day Tuesday. The Israel Defense Forces hit more than 130 Hamas military installations, including weapons manufacturing and intelligence sites. The IDF said in a statement Tuesday, overnight in response to continuous rocket fire from the Gaza Strip at Israel territory, the IDF struck over 130 terror targets belonging to terror organizations in the Gaza Strip. In the first and second stages of the strikes, IDF fighter jets attack helicopters and aircraft uh, struck weapons manufacturing sites belong to the Hamas terror organization. In the third stage, targets belonging to the Hamas terror organization and the Islamic Jihad were struck, including weapons manufacturing sites and military facilities belonging to the Hamas terror uh, organization and the Islamic Jihad. A Hamas battalion commander was also targeted. In addition, as part of the strikes over the past day, the IDF struck a military intelligence building belonging to the Hamas terror organization, uh, along with approximately 15 operatives of the organization. Likewise, IDF tanks and aircraft struck additional terror targets, among them two offensive terror tunnels adjacent to the security fence. The Hamas terror organization deliberately places military targets in the heart of densely populated areas in the Gaza Strip. The IDF takes precautions to avoid harming civilians as much as possible during its operated activities. 
If you've seen these clips anywhere on social media or on the news, you know how much of a scary time this would be if you were in your home with your children, with your spouse, or all by yourself, and you saw this happening over the night sky. Extremely scary time for Israeli citizens. And we actually have some video footage of what is happening, and we hope to go to that now. Well, Doug. Yeah, th- that's a little tame compared to the one we looked at right before we came on air. Uh, yeah, on the Stand With Us Instagram page, they shared a video. Mm-hmm. Um, it scary. looks like left behind footage <laughs> from back in the 90s when I was yeah. a middle school teenager. Yeah, it's very, it's very scary. I mean, t- to see what's going on, and I read one article, Vince, where it said that uh, the Iron Dome is 90% um, accurate, so it's catching 90% of those missiles that are coming in. But we've seen a lot of destruction, too, in some of these posts where we've uh, seen buildings that were hit and destroyed. We saw one street that was just in a blaze as mm-hmm. cars were burning where another one made it through. So it's not 100%, but it, it does a pretty good job, and a lot of lives are being saved because of it. There, Like you said, there's a lot to talk about in this hour. We're probably not going to get to everything we want to talk about today, uh, but it is it is very, uh, very scary to be in Israel right now. Absolutely. We want to hear your thoughts. If you have questions about the attacks happening in Israel, uh, if you just want to share your thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. one 877 time one 8463 is the number to call to get in touch with Doug and I. We are going to go into uh, several other stories that are happening uh, in connection with these attacks. But uh, we're coming up on a break, so I wanted to quickly remind you that here in about a week and a half on May 22nd and May 23rd, Dave is going to be in Houston, Texas doing a conference. Um, it's at 6 p.m. on the 22nd. 11 a.m. on the 23rd, he'll be in Houston, Texas at Christ Church. For more information on that venue and for those two events, go to endtime.com slash events. Also, quick update on our uh, Reclaim America campaign. Uh, You guys know why we do this. It's important that our lawmakers and thought leaders in America see the prophecies of the Bible, see how they correlate with current events happening, these attacks in Israel, see what decisions can be made from a biblical perspective and what implications that would have on prophecy. So we think this Reclaim America campaign is one of the most important things that we do. Um, And you can join up with that. Basically, we are sending End Time Magazine to our thought leaders and lawmakers for two whole years. Um, If you want to cover your state, you can. Minnesota is $360 short. 
Nevada is $280 short. Wisconsin is $320 short. Virginia is $160 short. There's tons of thought leaders like Jerry Falwell, Dennis Prager, Candace Owens, people like that that need to be covered as well. Give us a call at 1-800-END-TIME, 1-800-363-8463, or go to endtime.com slash USA. I was telling Doug before the show, if everybody that watches this video gave $5, this whole campaign would be over with. You would stop hearing us talk about it for two years. So call in, give five bucks. If everybody did it, we'd be done today, and it would be all over with. Everyone's not going to do it, so maybe 10 bucks would help cover it. Uh, Give us a call, 1-800-END-TIME. Or give us a call to talk to Doug, uh, Doug and I at one eight seven seven in time. We'll see you right after the break for more news on Israel. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one. Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith. In the hearts of Christians around the world, we will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. All right. Welcome back to End of the Age. Give us a call at one 877 1-877-363-8463. We are talking about Israel being under attack and how they have just um, killed a Hamas commander uh, and several other stories correlating with that. One eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. During the break, my wife texted me, getting on to me because I chuckled a little bit uh, when we were talking about the situation. I wasn't chuckling. Just to clarify, I wasn't laughing at the situation in Israel. I was simply laughing at the um, left behind reference, considering where end time ministries have a little bit of a different view there. Uh, my apologies for being insensitive. If it was to any of you, if my wife said something about it, she's probably right. So there you go. If you were offended by that, I sincerely apologize. I thought you were referencing the lights going up, like people being raptured up in the left behind series. Cause that's what 
I remember it looking like that. It was like that. That's it was, was it was strictly the uh, left behind reference. Yeah, so I got you. Um, we might want to say too that if we get a phone call from Dave, he, he might be giving us <laughs> updates because he's been poking yes. his head in in my office today while we were getting ready. He was saying, "Hey, you guys, you know this is happening. This is happening." So you know this. He initially broke this yesterday talking about the storm mm-hmm. in Israel. So. Uh, well, that's and there's like literally 20 minutes ago or so we added yeah. in the breaking news about the commander, and since then, I mean, in the last hour, there are more missiles being shot down by the Iron Dome, yeah. and um, so there, it's constantly developing right now. This is an active situation. It's happening all night long in Israel. Um, we need to be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. We need to be praying for the situation there. Um, and so we do want to tell you, though, um, the Washington Examiner did a story um, earlier this morning titled The Palestinian Authority is Trying to Set Jerusalem Ablaze. And we're going to give you an excerpt from that story. It says the latest violence engulfing one of the world's oldest cities, Jerusalem, offers a case in point. Far from being spontaneous, these rioting and rocket attacks were provoked and promoted by both Palestinian groups and Iran to serve their own agendas. Some have attributed the violence which erupted on Friday to the pending eviction of several Palestinian families in Jerusalem's neighborhood. U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price said that the United States is extremely concerned about ongoing confrontations in Jerusalem, linking it to the potential eviction of Palestinian families in Sheikh Jarrah. Price called on senior Israeli and Palestinian leaders to work to de-escalate the situation. Similarly, the Middle East Quartet, the United States, European Union, Russia, and the United Nations issued a statement expressing its deep concern over the violence which, is, which it attributed to the possible eviction of Palestinian families from homes they had lived in for generations, which will only escalate the tense environment. It is a fool's game to ask Palestinian leaders to de-escalate a situation that they themselves are inflaming. On Friday, attendees at Jerusalem's Alaska Mosque began throwing rocks and other items at police. Abbas praised the rioters, declaring full support for our heroes. The PA president's words were carefully chosen. Now, Doug, you you emphasized that paragraph when you were reading it. Mm-hmm. What jumps out at you there? Well, one of the things that Dave talked about yesterday on his program is that this is a whole lot more events than just an eviction of families that have uh, moved into uh, territories that they uh, weren't supposed to to come in and inhabit, but uh, it goes way back to uh, really, man, we can trace it all the way back to Abraham. We've talked about it before on the show when we first started doing the show and we talked about the reason why the conflict is there between the Palestinians and the Israelis is simply because God gave this land to the Israelites in the Bible. It tells us that in Genesis. It lets us know what that covenant is and in the land that they're supposed to have, but because of um, you know Abraham and Sarah and and what happened there with Hagar and Ishmael, this whole thing has been evolving since then. So this is not something new that this is happening. This is an agenda that is driven by circumstances that have happened, and it's it's no different there, Vince, than it is here that we see things uh, where they take crisis and they use them to further what. Um, 
what their cause is there. But for a boss to stand up and praise these rioters for starting this conflict, uh, it's just like the article says, which kind of surprised me coming from where it did that. This is, um, you know, calling a boss out for, for the words they used. It's, it's no different than, you know, what they, uh, what they do here to cause riots and things to begin to happen. But this escalated very quickly. Uh, you know, there's been trouble and turmoil over the the Temple Mount for a long time. So a, a little bit more of this article uh, I'll read here. It says that a, a Middle East analyst, Nadav Sharagi, said in uh, 2012, there is a long history of Palestinian leaders claiming the Muslim uh, claiming that the Muslim holy site is in danger of collapse and that the Jews are to blame. In 1929, the Palestinian leader Amin al-Husseini used the lie to provoke anti-Jewish violence in Jerusalem, leaving hundreds dead and wounded. In 2000, Abbas's predecessor, Yasser Arafat, similarly invoked Alaska to launch a five-year terror campaign commonly known as the Second Intifada. Uh, Arafat even created a unit known as the Alaska Martyrs, Brigade to carry out the attacks. And in 2015, Abbas inaugurated what was later known as the stabbing intifada. If you remember that, Vince, wasn't that long ago, there were just all these different stabbings. Just all of a sudden, they'd be at a bus stop or something, and somebody would whip out a knife and start stabbing people. Mm-hmm. And, and so this has been going on for a very long time. Uh, a little bit uh, more of this article says that Hamas and other Gaza-based Palestinian terrorist groups are also inciting violence. Hamas flags were visible in footage taken at the mosque and elsewhere in Jerusalem, uh, flush with funds for their uh, primary backers. Iran, this group, have launched rocket barrages into the Jewish state. So Iran is funding Hamas and also supplying weapons to Hamas. We've known this for a long time, but uh, there's, there's more being uncovered like I said, things are happening every moment, and we're getting more information. But the, this group's uh, been been backed by Iran for a long time. It also says that um, days before the latest clashes develop, Iran's leader Anatola al-Khamenei and his Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps prepared speeches and media engagements in which they push messages throughout the region arguing that Israel is destined to fall apart. Both Iran and Hamas seek to exploit the violence, the later hoping that it makes gains against Abbas's expense and the former seeking position itself as compatible of destroying Israel and reconquering Jerusalem. So they want to reconquer Jerusalem. They want to take it back. Uh, And, of course, Israel was just celebrating Jerusalem Day, which mm-hmm. uh, is a celebration that they commemorate the 1967 war where they won the Temple Mount back from the Jordanian forces. Uh, and that kind of played into some of this violence as well. So it's very interesting what these articles are letting us know. And it's even coming from a side that you think lean a little differently sometimes. Sure, and and this isn't something that we're projecting is going to happen. This isn't something that somebody had a dream of decade ago or so. This is something that's happening right this very minute in Israel. 
and there is potential prophetic implications to it. There's certainly uh, precursors as we've, all, as we've often referred to, but there's other possibilities as well that we're going to talk a little bit more about. We think that everyone needs to hear what we're talking about. So if you're on Facebook, please hit the share button. It does help kind of uh, beat the algorithm a little bit. Uh, they keep us pretty locked down, especially when we use words like Israel and Trump and other words similar to that. Um, so when you hit share, it does help uh, show your friends and family a little bit more than if you would not have. So hit the share button. It would help us a lot. Also, give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Doug and I want to talk to you about Israel being under attack. Any questions that you have, we'll do our best to answer them. Any comments you have, uh, we're happy to hear it. We will go to uh, Georgia now. River is joining us. River, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Um, this is my first time being able to call in, and I've been listening to your program for quite a while. And I know that when things begin to happen that we're speaking of that um, follow prophecy, we often, um, I hear you guys make comments like, we should pray for the peace. And so my question is, is that um, prayer definitely is what we want to do to make sure that we're standing with our brothers and sisters in Israel. But are we praying for peace? Because it seems like it says, in Revelation 6, 7, that it is the Lamb that is opening up these seals. And so is it not that we're praying for the will of the Lord to take place, um, or are we praying for peace? Of course, we don't want people to get hurt, but are these not the things that are to come to pass? Yeah, River, I mean, yes, you're you're right. These things are prophesied that they're going to come to pass. We're going to talk about some of those things here in a little bit as we get a little bit further into the program here. Uh, but you're absolutely right. The reason why we say pray for that peace in Israel is we know that, um, you know, those people over there right now are suffering. You know, Vince, especially right now, can kind of identify a lot with some of the things that we've been seeing because he has two small children. And, you know, so we're just imagining uh, what those kids are going through in this time, asking that the Lord give the people of Israel peace there uh, during this time of, of war and the things that are happening. These are terrorist attacks. And, um, you know, while we know that God's will is going to be done ultimately and we pray for the Lord's will to be done, we still want to pray, you know, peace on these people that uh, they're not suffering and going through this nightmarish uh, situation they're going through, especially these young children that have to live through this right now. And and River, you know, in Psalm in the 122nd Psalm, it says, "Pray for the peace of Jerusalem." And so that's kind of what we reference there. Of course, above all, we want to pray that God's will be done, mm-hmm. um, no matter what that ends up being. And we know some of what that ends up being. We also know that a peace treaty is coming. And so, you know, we never like being in the middle of a war. Of course. We never like that. And so in spite of uh, what we know is coming, we do want to pray for peace uh, and comfort to everyone going through obstacles. So hard times are definitely coming. You know, we're going to pray for peace throughout the Great Tribulation as well. In spite of us knowing that that is occurring, we pray for peace for our uh, brothers and sisters in China who are being persecuted. We know it's coming. We know the reality of the situation. In spite of that, um, sometimes a little bit of peace goes a long way when we're going through troubling times. So uh, we aren't wanting to um, avoid God's will or not uh, allow the prophecies to occur. 
Uh, it's essentially what I've described here from, from my perspective. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, River. We, we appreciate you giving us a call after being a longtime listener, uh, first-time caller. All right, Doug, what's next? Well, let's look at the picture and talk about what we see in this picture uh, of the Temple Mount from uh, last night or really, I guess, this morning. But there was a fire. It, this actually happened yesterday. While Dave was on the air, people started uh, texting me about this situation. And if you look there, it some people tried to spin this as uh, as the Temple Mount was burning the Israelis were celebrating at the Western Wall watching, you know, it burn. But so the bottom line is this this picture is actually a, a little deceiving there. When you just look at the picture, if you read a headline like that, it does look like the Israelis are celebrating. And, and that where that fire is from being up there on the Temple Mount, that looks like that could be in the vicinity of the Alaska Moss right there. When you look at that, it's right on the other side. Yeah. And so looking at that, you can see how the media could spin that in the way they wanted to. But the article that goes along with this picture kind of gives us a little bit more of what was going on. And like I said, yesterday they were celebrating what they call Jerusalem Day. Mm -hmm. So do you want to read that article from the Times of Israel? Uh, Sure. Um, The Times of Israel says the footage shows blaze on Temple Mount during Jerusalem Day celebrations. Police say fire was started by flares thrown at security forces by Palestinian rioters that set a tree alight. No injuries reported. Video footage, so that photo that we just saw is actually a screenshot of a video. Right. And so you can see them dancing uh, and waving the flag and such. Video footage shared widely on social media showed a fire that broke out during violent clashes on the Temple Mount in the old city of Jerusalem on Monday night at a point that overlooks the Western Wall with flames billowing into the sky as Jewish worshipers below celebrated Jerusalem Day. The incident came as hundreds of Palestinian protesters clashed with security forces in the Temple Mount compound following days of turmoil in the capital. The Israel police said that a tree on the mount caught fire, apparently from flares thrown by protesters at officers during the violence. As a precaution, police briefly cleared some 9,000 people from the Western Wall Plaza Hebrew media reported. In one video, thousands of Jewish Israelis can be seen singing and dancing as they face the western wall with the fire visible above them. Um, M.K. Amen Oda, who leads the predominantly Arab joint list alliance in the Knesset, tweeted the video with remarks shocking. The celebrants were at the western wall, which forms one of the supporting walls of the Temple Mount compound, to mark Jerusalem Day, which commemorates Israel's reunification of the city during the 1967 Six-Day War. Jerusalem Day includes the controversial flag march during which thousands of Israelis, most youths, parade through the old city to the western wall carrying Israeli flags. Well, we are going to get more into that after the break. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call at one 877 3638463. That's one eight seven seven. In time, let's talk about Israel being under attack and what kind of prophetic implications that may have. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost two hundred videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. 
When you subscribe to Into the H Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search Into the H Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We are talking about Israel being under attack and what that means prophetically. Uh, There are several questions about that, and we're going to get to that in a moment. We'd love to talk to you about it. If you have questions, comments, give us a call, 1-877-END-TIME, 1-877-363-8463. Also want to remind you once again about the Reclaim America campaign. I said it a little bit ago, but if everyone watching this gave $5, our campaign would be over tonight, which would be great, because if you're sick about hearing it, I can tell you, having to mention it every time is not necessarily pleasant. I'd love to talk about other things, too. So uh, it would be nice to wrap this campaign up. Um, We are short just about uh, $18,000 or so to cover the remaining lawmakers and thought leaders here in America to help get End Time Magazine in their hands every other month for the next two years. So you can do that by calling 1-800-END-TIME, 1-800-363-8463, or go to endtime.com slash USA. It's the last time I'll mention it. Uh, in this show. All right, give us a call and talk to us on the air, one eight seven seven in time. Now, before the break, I was reading from the Times of Israel. Uh, footage shows blaze on Temple Mount during Jerusalem Day celebrations. We showed you the photo of that. It's actually a picture of a video where they're dancing and they're being criticized for that. Uh, but to finish the article, it says, The contested Temple Mount is the holiest site in Judaism, revered as the location of two biblical temples. It is also the third holiest site in Islam. The western wall is a remnant from the second temple. Now, the wall is a supporting structure of a retaining wall that Herod built and not actually part of the second temple itself. But anyways, the recent days have have seen police clash with Palestinian protesters at the Temple Mount compound where tens of thousands of Muslim worshipers have been gathering daily due to the holy month of Ramadan. Tensions peaked Monday with over 300 injured in clashes with cops at the site and Gaza terror groups firing dozens of rockets at southern Israel and at Jerusalem. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, Vince, that I feel like we need to let everybody know, too, is we have friends in Israel. I mean, we have like our tour guide there, Ido, is, Mm -hmm. you know, he's somebody that we love and respect and care about. And he's been posting things on his social media sites, showing us these things are going on. And 
you know, so we, we know how real it is. As I started researching the fire last night, that was one of the first places where I saw, okay, this is a tree on fire. It's not a mosque or anything, and there's no big celebration. But, I mean, the thing is, is you've got the Israelis who are at that. This is their most important holy site there is. So we could go back and talk about the history. Dave talked about it yesterday. But, you know, that Temple Mount is the threshing floor of Arana that David purchased. And that's where the first temple and the second temple was built. But the closest they can get to it is that wall, the, Mm -hmm. the Wailing Wall. And so they go there to pray and to celebrate these things. And that's what was going on the whole time right above them on the Temple Mount. This clash is going on. Yeah. I mean, from from what first reports were, were that they were trying to maybe hit some of the people down there celebrating Jerusalem Day. And yeah. that might be the case. I don't know because I never did find anything to, to give me solid evidence. That's what was going on. But still, it's it's a tragedy of what we're seeing happen right now. But now, I also want to say that the tour guide, as far as we know, is okay. We're connected yeah. with them. and. Um, from everything we know, they are okay. Um, also, there are Christians, Christian brothers and sisters on both sides of this, mm-hmm. um, Christians in the Palestinian area and Christians on the Jewish side. And so there are Christians under um, in, in danger, rather, from these missiles and, yeah. and the attacks that are occurring. Yeah. Um, so it's a very situation, serious situation for everyone involved and, as stated, Christians on both sides of that. Yeah. And, and so let me just kind of read a little bit more. This is from the Jerusalem Post, and this is talking about the amount of rockets that's been coming into Israel. It's, it's staggering when you sit there and think about this just in one night. But uh, Jerusalem Post said IDF uh, strikes more than 130 terrorist targets in the Gaza Strip. Southern Israel was bombarded by over 200 rockets from Gaza Strip as terror groups sent barrages of rockets, injuring at least seven Israeli uh, civilians. In retaliation for the rocket fire, the IDF carried out waves of airstrikes against 130 terror targets in the Strip and uh, an operation they called Guardians of the Wall. The target hit by Israel included the home of Hamas battalion commander in the multi-story building, the organization's military intelligence headquarters, uh, ammunition manufacturing sites, military complexes belonging to Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, as well as two offensive, uh, offensive tunnels that were closed to the border fence. Uh, the strike also killed 15 Hamas terrorists. Palestinian Wafa News Agency reported a total of 21 people, including children, were killed in the strike and another 75 injured. And the reason why children were injured in these strikes is because that's what Hamas does. They hide in the neighborhoods amongst the people and children. They've even hid out in schools and hospitals uh, so that when Israel had to retaliate, they would be in the report, you know, they hit a school or they hit a hospital, uh, making Israel look like they're the bad guys here in this situation. Uh, the wave of airstrikes began after the security cabinet authorized a significant airstrikes in the Gaza Strip. Uh, IDF spokesman Brig General Hadia Zilberman warned that the military is prepared for a variety of scenarios, including an escalation, and said that the operation would last several days and would deal a hard blow to Hamas. So 
Those are pretty strong words about what's going on there and what's going to happen. It, the article goes on to say uh, a little bit further into it there that uh, they're not only hitting Hamas, but they're uh, going after other terror organizations. We don't know what those other terror organizations are, but we've, we've heard some things today. And so I guess, Vince, um, you know, the question is, is this the Psalm 83 war? These are questions we get. So we get questions like that. That is one of the questions. Yes, that's one of them. And so looking into that, so when we looked into that, and we've talked to Brother Baxter about this, Dave and I have had conversation about this. We know that people wrote books about this. Just based on Psalm 83, they wrote a book that it was a war that was going to take place. Okay, so based on what we've studied and looked at, first, we're not sure that the passage is actually talking about a war here. It is a prayer, for sure, covering Israel. And uh, it, it talks about surrounding nations that plot against her. But it does sound more like a prayer and a protection for Israel, that Psalm 83. And you can go in there and read it for yourself. But one of the things, if, if we were going to try to say that it's tied to a war, I think the closest thing we could tie it to is uh, the Battle of Armageddon because the last uh, two verses in Psalm 83 sound just like uh, Zechariah 14.9. So I have those scriptures there, Vince, if you'll read those for us from Psalm 83 first and then Zechariah 14.9. All right. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish that men may know that 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 thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art the most high over all the earth. And Zechariah 14.9 says, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Lord and his name one. So see, those two scriptures sound like they could be talking about the same thing there. It's not necessarily so, but that's one of those things that we look at. And if we're trying to tie this to a war, that's about the closest we can get. But I also talked to Dave and Brother Baxter about that Psalm 83, where we talked about the fact that it talks about Edom and Moab and uh, Ammon, Ammon, I guess is how you say it. Those three are Jordan. And it talks about them plotting as well. Well, if this is the Battle of Armageddon, we know from Daniel 1141 that Jordan's not going to be under the power of the Antichrist that those three are specifically mentioned and that they're not part of the Antichrist and the one world government. So I find it odd that those three would be mentioned in this Psalm 83 and this be the battle of Armageddon because they're they're not going to be in that one world army that comes against Israel. So is this going to be, is this the Psalm 83 war? I think we can rule it out. It's definitely not. Yeah. Uh, if you have a question about anything going on, give us a call. one eight seven seven 877 end We would love to chat with you. Uh, about any questions that you have. Also, just want to reiterate here that when you hit share on Facebook, it really does help us out a lot. Also, instead of liking it, if you just hold down there and do the heart for some reason, that is better than a like, and it helps with the algorithm too. So give us a heart, give us a share. It goes a long way. We think everybody needs to hear what we're talking about today especially. So please do that. It would go a long way. Yeah. All right, going back to the phones, one eight seven seven in time. We are going to go to Sharon in Oregon. Hello, Sharon. Welcome to End of the Age. Hello, y'all. How you doing? We well. are well. How are you? 
I'm doing good. I'm on the other side of the hill from Portland, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, be safe. <laughs> so we're a little... Pardon? I said be safe out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nothing compared to Jerusalem right now, though. Right. Um, hey, I was wondering a couple things. Um, one is, imagine, okay, what's the U.N. kind of sitting back over here with the distraction, quote-unquote, going on? They seem to be kind of quiet over there right now. No doubt they're not, but, uh, you know, stirring things up here and there. Um, also, just looking at uh, um, <laughs> these are perhaps just off the wall, but, uh, you know, when they're saying that, the Palestinian and such, and then they go into and they're being treated or taken to the hospital. Aren't those um, Israeli hospitals um, <laughs> that they're being cared for in? And the Palestinian um, side of things, okay, that's just a side thing. I was, uh, um, Sharon, you're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially, though, um, that, and I'll drop off this other thing. It's, uh, uh, I can't leave out, I don't know how to leave out names. I go, beep, you know, get it off. But um, uh, for one, with Abraham and Lot, you know, the Lord went to, I know we're supposed to pray in the, the Lord's going to do what he's going to do, but he did care enough to come over to Abraham first mm-hmm. um, and talk to him about his about his nephew over in, in Sodom and Gomorrah first. And um, so, you know, there's still some prayer that is uh, good to be going on there. Absolutely. Um, as well as for Iran and the other ones that are supposedly yeah. behind. Um. So a question, I'll leave that with you, that initial one. You know, what do you think? I know the U.S. got to have a place or a part, or I'd imagine they would yeah. put it that way behind all of this. Well, you know, like that first article that uh, Vince read there, it talked about the quartet. The quartet is, they were actually put together with the U.N. to try to bring a, a peace agreement there. Uh, years ago, well, since the Biden administration has taken over, that quartet has kind of been brought back to surface. So we know where the U.N. stands on this situation, Vince. We know from, you know, the uh, Article 2334 where they, you know, said that the people that are living in those settlements in Israel, that they're actually war criminals, that they've uh, taken that land by force and now they're occupying land that belongs to the Palestinians. So we know the UN kind of leans toward the side of the Palestinians and they're very uh, much anti uh, Israel. And so that's kind of where their stance is right now. They are being more quiet than you would expect, but I think that's their view. All right. Well, we are talking about Israel being under attack today. Thank you, Sharon. Uh, we appreciate you giving us a call. Uh, if you'd like to call and talk to Doug and I, the number to call is one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We look forward to chatting with you about anything that's happening right now around Israel. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, 
We opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. There's still time to join us on the, on the phone. Give us a call at one 877 end 1-877-363-8463. Also wanted to remind everyone that in about a week and a half on May 22nd at 6 p.m. and May 23rd at 11 a.m., Dave will be in Houston, Texas at Christ Church. Uh, you can get more details about that conference by going to endtime.com slash events. We'd love to have you uh, wherever you're at. Make plans to be there. No registration is required. You can go there and meet Dave, ask him any of your questions. Uh, it'll be a great time, so be sure to make plans to attend if you're in the Houston area or would like to um, fly in for that. All right, so Doug, before the break, we determined that what is happening in Israel right now and anything else that happens in Israel for the foreseeable future, as best as we can tell, it's not going to be the Psalm 83 war that's been coined by many. Right. Um, so what about the Battle of Armageddon, the Gog and Magog war? Is that the thing? Is that what is happening right now? Well, we can definitely say no to that as well because okay. we know that this war will not happen until the end of the final seven years. So we know from Daniel 9.27 what starts that final seven years is the peace agreement between these two people who are fighting right now. Between that has not occurred. Right. That has definitely not occurred. <laughs> so we're waiting for that peace agreement to happen between the Palestinians and Israelis where there will be a, probably a two-state solution. Palestine will get their own state in the uh, area of Judea. Um, they, there will be a sharing arrangement made on that Temple Mount where then the Jews can go up on the Temple or Temple Mount, build their temple, start animal sacrifices because in the middle of uh, that final seven years, we see that the Antichrist will stop the sacrifices and set up the abomination of desolation where he declares himself to be God. And then that will start the Great Tribulation, which is a three and a half year period until the return of Jesus Christ. So we know that this is not the Battle of Armageddon. Now, some people would say that the Battle of Armageddon and the Battle of Gog and Magog, that war, are two separate wars and that this could be that war. It's not, and we can prove that. We can't do it today because it's, it's kind of a thorough answer and we don't have a lot of time to do that. But if you want to find out more about that, you can email us at endtime.com. And uh, you'll be able to go on there, dnorvellintime.com, drobbinsatintime.com, and we can send you the information we have explaining that. Uh, But there is a scripture that tells us when this war will happen, and that is in Revelation 16. Uh, Will you read that for us, Vince? Yeah, it started in verse 12. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth, 
and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. Okay, so this happens right before the seventh vial is poured out. The battle of Armageddon. And if you look there, you get what Brother Baxter called that last minute warning. What we believe is referring to the rapture there. Behold, I come as a thief. We know that the day of the Lord will come as a thief. And it says, blessed is he that watcheth and waiteth and keepeth his garments. Least he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together in a place in the Hebrew tongue called Armageddon. So that's when that battle will take place at the end of that final seven years when Jesus comes back. So, so it's the final war in mankind as we know it. Right. Or, or um, I guess this, time, this end of the age. Yes. It's right before the end of this age. Right. The so, age of man and the kingdom of God. So, and there's, uh, there's a lot of things that have to happen before that can occur. Absolutely. So we know that this isn't the battle of Armageddon. It's that simple, right? Yeah, for us, it's that simple. It may not be that simple for everybody, but like I said, you can email us and we'll be happy to help you out there. All right. You can go to endtime.com slash contact. There's a form there you can fill out and uh, hit prophecy question as your option and it'll get to Dave and Doug. Um, there is still time to call in. We're running out of time. So if you're going to do it, you might want to do it now. The number is one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Now we will go to Ohio. Uh, welcome, Kathy, to End of the Age. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Um, Thanks for calling. I was wondering, I know that the prophecy um, says that America is going to stand with Israel, but because of the change in administration at this this particular time, where is the United States going to stand for Israel or against Israel, you know, in this administration? Right. Well, so it it's not going to change the prophecy, you know, because we, we no, see the prophecy in, you know, Revelation twelve fourteen that we are there helping Israel during that time. So I, I don't believe that just because there's a different administration right now and they may not look at Israel the same way as the former administration did. Uh, it's not going to change anything that the Bible tells us. And they may, Biden, uh, he may show up and and prove us all wrong in our thinking that we think he's not going to help Israel. But, you know, I mean, there is a lot of people that will make that call. It's not just going to come down to Biden. Uh, There's other people that will make that call. And we just need to pray. That's another one of those reasons why Vince was saying we need to pray for the peace in Israel. Because we we know at the end of this from Bible prophecy that we will stand with Israel. And just because Biden's in office right now, we're seeing things kind of go back to where they were, leading us more into like a world government situation. It doesn't mean that it's going to change anything that God's laid out. And none of this has taken God by surprise. And so we'll just have to kind of watch, pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, and especially pray for Israel right now. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking my call. All right. Well, thank you, Kathy. We appreciate you calling. All right. Now we're going to go to Arizona. Sherry, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. My name is Sherry. How are you? Hi, Sherry. We're well. How are you? 
pretty good. I've been following you guys for a while, and thank you so much for doing this show. I know it's very important at this time. My question is this. I understand that the conflict in the Middle East is not the Battle of Armageddon, but do you think it's going to lead to World War III? Well, that's a very good question, and it leads us right into our third question for today, and is this the Sixth Trumpet War? And so Correct. what's happening right now, we don't believe that this is a Sixth Trumpet War. Uh, we know that Israel is going to be here until all the way up until the Battle of Armageddon. That, uh, you know, we know that from Scripture. And so we, we don't believe that this is that Sixth Trumpet War. Now, could things possibly lead to that because of the players involved? Now, that's where it gets a little uh, bit of speculation comes into play here because we don't know for sure if this can escalate into that. We've been telling folks for a long time that that is like a, a powder keg over there just waiting for somebody to throw a match in in that region. And so these things have been going on, this back and forth with Israel going into Syria and blowing up, uh, you know, places where they've got weapons stored and things like that. It's It's been going on for a while, but we do have uh, some things that we've seen today in some of these articles that we've read where they are saying that Iran has direct link to this. So um, some of this comes from, this is one of the articles that, that Dave sent me right before we came on air. And, and he says that this is really important that, uh, you know, the last two sentences of this uh, article are the most important here. So I'm going to read a little bit of this just to kind of to let you see what they're up against here. But it says that uh, Debka Files intelligence sources reveal that throughout this uh, interchange on Monday, the Palestinian organizations of the Gaza Strip were being directed by a shadowy master. Iran had been managing the crisis through its uh, Lebanese proxy Hezbollah from Beirut. In fact, Tehran had set up the Hezbollah headquarters, a joint war room manned by revolutionary guards. Hezbollah in the Palestinian Hamas popular front of Islamic Jihad, the intensive uh, efforts made by Egypt, Jordan and Qatar to negotiate a ceasefire slammed fruitlessly against the wall. So Egypt, Jordan and Qatar were trying to help ease these tensions says realizing that they were what they were up against israel's military chiefs monday night extended the alert zone for rocket attacks from uh, 40 kilometer radius outside of gaza border to 80 kilometer and as far as the tel aviv uh, conurbation in this event of a further palestinian escalation or a rocket attack on tel aviv the cabinet will be forced to revise its guidelines to the IDF and authorize ground combat as well as airstrikes. Now, see, Israel is they're talking about sending in ground troops. Now, this gets kind of mm. kind of scary there when you start thinking about that. Containment does not allow the knockout blow against the terrorist organizations, offensive capabilities and their weapon stores, rocket launch pads and commanders hideouts. All are safely underground in underground tunnels and bunkers and are therefore out of reach for aerial bombardment since the strings of this crisis are in Tehran's hands the immediate outlook for current crisis 
is unclear. So they're even saying this is unclear right now because Tehran is involved in this. Iran is very involved in what's going on. So could this escalate into that? That's that's kind of the, the million-dollar question right now. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate, again, what you guys do, and I do listen to you faithfully and support the station. <laughs> Thank but you. But you guys have a great rest of your day. All right. All right. You Thank too. you, Sherry. All right. We will go to Russell in Mississippi. Russell, welcome to End of the Age. You've got about 30 seconds or so. All right. Praise the Lord, guys. Um, been uh, an interesting day for sure. Uh, long time a supporter of End Time Ministries, and uh, just wanted you guys to know that I really think that what we're seeing right now, and of course you you guys have a better perspective of this than I do, but I really believe what we're seeing right now is the groundwork that allows the man of sin to actually come onto the scene. Um, and it, that, am I on track there? Well, you very well could be. I mean, we, if we if this ends up going into a bigger escalation, we've got, you know, Iran um, or Iran's um, most um, valuable team players there is the China military. So Chinese, the Chinese and uh, Iran have signed a pact together where uh, they'll trade oil for. Uh, military services and helping support them and there's an article that i i saw today in the jewish news that kind of goes through this 25 year deal that uh, they made back in march with china so if if something were to happen and again this is speculation this i'm not saying this is going to happen but if israel were to attack iran and china got involved in this america would certainly get involved i think Hmm. russia would get involved and several others would probably jump in on this and we could go into that war. Not saying that's going to happen. Just saying that now that they're uncovering Iran's part in this, it could lead to something bigger. And yes, if we go into that war, that would be a perfect entrance ramp for that Antichrist to come on the scene. Thank you for your call, Russell. We appreciate it. We are out of time. Doug, I would just add that the more things that happen like this, the more urgent Jews will be to see their Messiah. And so I think it's a it's a definitely a precursor to that as well. It's been a great show today with you all. Uh, join us tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. And don't forget to go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com to watch our shows on demand. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.